I am your spaniel. And Demetrius, the more you beat me, I will fawn on you. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? Hello, welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast. I am Tom. I am Travis. Hey, I'm Cody. How's everyone? I'm doing all right, yeah. you know, same old. Dude, it, the table is different now. Oh, yeah, you want, you want to tell them about We've it? We've got the roundest table. It's like a pizza pie up in the sky. It's like a pepperoni that you share with your friends. The rectangle thing wasn't working out. No, we were too close. Well, me and Travis were too close, and then Cody was at the end of the table. I felt important. I feel less so with the with the round table now. That's the way it's supposed to be. But now I can look all you gentlemen in the eye and say weird things like what what stopped you previously from doing that i fuck raccoons i talk about my dick too much no you don't anything else want to get off your round chest Uh, well also now that i'm further away from you i can like touch myself easier without anyone noticing all right. Well, I can still see you, so yeah. uh, we're gonna. Yeah, we have an episode for you tonight. As Dude, this is a podcast. You're just not supposed to use your eyes. You're supposed to close them the whole time. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> now, if you're driving, keep yeah, them open. People listen to this on their commute. <laughs> if you're on the train, close your eyes. Yeah, yeah. you don't need to see nothing. Yeah, yeah. how's everyone's week? Uh dude. Uh my week was not that eventful. No, but I will say this: I had. A monstrous situation with my poop this morning. Good strong stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, you ever spend an hour and a half on the toilet? Never. <laughs> I know you both got, both of you have done that, but how? How do you guys survive that? Well, there was like, there was something swimming around my gut this morning. Like a xenomorph? It was actually, I, I, I'm, I'm going to just cut right to the chase here. I believe it was peanut butter. I haven't had peanut butter oh in years. And then I had a bunch of it yesterday. So I think it slowed down my intestines yeah, and made it real hard for me to get one out, but the gas that was happening in my stomach. I, I was close to a pregnancy. Wait, are you mm. inside farting? You know, if you, it's like a don't fart. Don't do that. It's don't. a fart, but it doesn't come out. It's like... Yeah, it was something like that. I don't know what it was, but um, I'm, I have to go get checked out. So that was this morning. peanut butter. Yeah, so I, now I'm going to drink heavily so I can flush myself yeah, out. Start over again. Yeah, it's a healthy thing. So now we know. If you want to keep dog. Tom busy, you get one of those Kongs and put peanut butter in it. <laughs> It'll just chase it around. Kick it down the stairs. <laughs> I guess so. Well, you, don't feed him any cooked chicken bones, though. <laughs> what about you, Cody? Eh, nothing much. Uneventful. Dicking around. Playing Minecraft. That's fun. Oh. Oh, is that Squares? Virtual Cubes, Legos, rather. Yeah, virtual. Wait, Legos. did you get a? Did you get a diamond, bro? Are you playing Fortnite? No, dude, you you building, bro? <laughs> Stop it! I uh, hate you. Dude. Oh, don't you liking know, that? You know what video game I have been playing? Was that Overcooked Two? What? You guys play this? No, I know it's yeah. It, it's I, it, it tickles my agita too much. Dude, you know, it's too much, too stressful. I never want to play with you. Let's put it that yeah, way. I just know I, how you I are. You'd be like, it could have been better the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't deal with that shit. But imagine this. You work in Fridays. for the. It's set in Fridays. <laughs> and you have to work in Fridays to get these short order items out. It's much, and, much cleaner than a Fridays. Yeah, it's very clean. And you're all over the place. You're, you're, your kitchen's in a swamp or, or you have to cross streets to get these deliveries out. It's great. Wonderful game, Overcooked. I highly recommend, if you really like stress, to listen to Portal, the Australian death metal band, while you're doing it. You will never experience <laughs> oh, anxiety no. like this ever again. You can take any test you want. I, I Dude, I can take the bar right now. Just because just you're so acclimated to uh, Stresher? High, yes, high Stresher. Yes. Stresher. Made a word up. <laughs> yeah, so that's been going on. Hello. Travis, what about your week, dude? I passed the bar. And Congratulations. Bath, did you shit yeah. something out weird? Oh, no, well, thanks. I actually was going to law school this whole time. Yeah? yeah? Say something in Latin. Not habeas corpus. We all know you know habeas corpus. Uh, say, say something else. Say a different thing. Veni, veni, vici. Pretty good. <laughs> I don't know laws <laughs> ah, at all. I tricked you. I got you. I know how to do law. Wow. <laughs> Guess what? Like, yeah. No, well, so, law is basically like, oh, okay. Guess what? I got a liar right here. 
But I had to, I had to prove that he isn't a liar. <laughs> You're a crooked lawyer, I see. No, you gotta support your client, Doc. Client client privileges, client attorney right. privileges. Selena and Barnes. Yeah, injury boys. All right, all right. Um, we're not sponsored by Selena and Barnes Minecraft or what was the other thing? I didn't. I didn't overcook two. I didn't pass the bar. I just had a take five today. Which is great because it's a candy bar based yeah. on the amount of time it would take to eat it. Yeah, the amount of time it would take to take the bar. That's right. All right, cool. Wow. Very good. You're all eating peanut butter. I feel left out. You know what I mean? You want some peanut butter, dude? No. Jar's pretty big. Tom, who's in your peanut butter jar tonight? The peanut butter jar tonight. We have quite the episode for you, and I'm going to deliver this properly yeah? to you guys. I'm going to take this episode to the next level of participation with us. There's going to oh. be some readings. There's going to be some interesting stuff. And I'm going to be playing a part the entire time. Wait, Tom, oh. are you you're trying to open a Montessori school down here? What the fuck's going on? I went to a Montessori school, and that's why I didn't go to college. <laughs> Don't need it. What's so, happening? I'm confused and aroused. Without any further ado... Welcome to the roast mortem coverage of William Shakespeare, England's number one export for writing and all that. Oh, hey, I know oh, that guy. Oh, in England. That's right. <laughs> we're, we're going to bloody England. So we're going to take a step back. We're going to go in through time. We're going to figure out what's going on with all Willie Shake. All right. All right. C- Cody. Yeah. Where's Tom? Tom? Where'd he go? Tom Tom left. Oh, man. We have, we have Thomas now. Live from Stepford. Upon Avon. That's Upon right. Avon. Upon... I'm blanking. Hold on. i got to take that line again. <laughs> no, never mind. We'll do it. It's a play. You know, you got to just mm-hmm. play with the best theatre. must go on. Best in theater. it, in it, in I forgot words. It's all right. You come up with different words, innit? For those of you who do not know England's number one writer of all time forever, the god of gods, the number one bard, right? Look at your man. To be or not to be the best. We've got William Shakespeare. Yes. You know Shakespeare from... You know, like school and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. He's one Borkhock fella, right? The author of like 37 plays and like 154 sonnets. I'm not even going to get into sonnets, mate. It's not going to happen. Some of us may have even heard some of his shit when like your goddamn teacher's up there like, oh, it's time to read some Shakespeare. And you're like, nah. Wait, that's for nerds, right? It's in the curriculum, Travis. Oh, curriculum Verde. Curriculum Verde. My favorite sauce at Taco Bell. <laughs> Exactly. It's all curriculum, mate. But notice one thing. You sit there, you're reading Shakespeare, you're like, what doth this mean? I don't know any of these fucking words. Yeah. Tom, I don't talk like that. Why not? I don't talk like that. I'm in character, by the way. I know, but I don't. This is the last time you just asked me a question. You said, said, uh, why doth happens to my things? And I'm like, I don't speak like that. Dude, when I say right, it's just like rhetorical. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm going back in now. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out. Right. Can we put subtitles on? We all know the man beyond the quill, but we don't know the man that is the quill. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Quilliam Shakespeare. Quilliam Shakespeare. So we're going to get a bit into his life, right? We're going to chop it up so you can understand, isn't it? Perfect. So welcome to Act 1 of Shakespeare's life. Oh, shit. All right, truthfully, this whole part's pretty skimpy. We don't know much about Shakespeare in the beginning of his life, right? We got a few things. He was baptized April 26, 15. 64 year of our lord isn't it so they dunked him in some shit right that's right we don't even have a real birthday but who gives a shit as long as you recognize the original sin a fucking man (laughs) now he's the son of john shakespeare a successful glover if you don't know what that is it's not danny glover it's a glove maker and then later on he became an alderman which if you don't know what that is that's a fucking lawyer and then eventually he becomes the mayor and he's also got a mom and his mom is mary arden the Wait, child. Mary Hardon? Mary Arden. Uh, Mary Hardon. That's right, Got mate. It. That's it. That's it. So, she's a daughter of a rich-ass land-owning farmer. I just went Australian, and I'm done. All right. Cool. Well, you know what? I mean, I feel like that's a great thing, because... Guys, I was acting. William Shakespeare was Australian. How was my acting? Yes. Dude, I thought Perfect. I was in a different country. I, no. I was looking at this Corona bottle, and I was like, am I in Mexico? Tom did yeah. such a great job. <laughs> that Travis thought he was setting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's how they speak in Mexico, right? Well, you I'll like do- ponchos a lot, don't you? I do. Maybe I'll do a little more acting later on the script, but I'll get through some of this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he was born in, in Stratford-upon-Avon. I hate that. So It's so confusing. 
yeah, I don't get uh, upon the Avon. What, what are you, Stratford or not? Yeah, do they put Stratford on top of the Avon? Yeah, they just rolled him in <laughs> out like a carpet. <sighs> just a bunch of, yeah, it was, it was a city built on a bunch of makeup ladies. <laughs> <laughs> he was the third child of eight, mm-hmm. and during the time that he was born, the plague was slam dunking all over England. That's right. <laughs> That's right. One in seven people in Stratford died the year he was born. Wow. So, like, there, there was just rats everywhere, and everyone's like, don't breathe the air! Yeah, rub the rat on your face. <laughs> yeah. Eat the fleas, quick. <laughs> fleas, good. Air, bad. Pairs nicely with rice. You know, one of the, you know one of the weird reasons that plague happened? Because everyone started killing black cats. Because they're like, oh... I did hear that. Yeah, yeah that, that, that made that it worse. There was, a, there was a huge hate against black cats, and without black cats... Rat population explodes. Uh, and uh, don't hate kitties. But if you listen to Alex Jones, the brain worms are in your in your brain thanks to the cats, and ninety two percent of the population's taken over by brain worms. That is scary. What is that? Great. Well, Travis Stop is acting too. He's acting like a real American. Yeah. Well, yes. A patriot. <laughs> I'm acting like English plus. Like evolved English people. Wow. That's good, yeah. Evolved English plus. English 2.0. Americans. (laughs) Sounds stupider. (laughs) And more offensive. I love it. It was believed that he was educated in the King's School in Stratford. Even though there's no records of this, it's kind of like how many schools are in the area. Where else are you going to go? Right. (laughs) And he's learned, so he went somewhere. Right. And most kids didn't even go to school. They were out doing cool shit, like throwing rocks at each other. Ollie's (laughs) kickflips. Right. That's sick. So kids who went to the school had to wake up at like 5.30 in the morning, go talk to some jackass who was speaking in Latin the whole time with a robe and like a weird haircut, and everyone else is out like, hey, I'm 13. Uh, I'm going to show my six-year-old brother how to drink beer for the first time. Yeah. And we're going to throw rocks at a a slightly poorer person than us. Uh, it's like bottle kids from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, yeah, and like so, so little old Willie Shakespeare's hanging out with Dobie and Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. Is that what you think yeah. English people are? I live there. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, dude, don't make me start acting again. I'll tell you all about England. <laughs> oh, I thought I was back there. Uh, well, we're we're back here now. Okay, so Willie Shakespeare, even yeah. though he went to the King School of Stratford, he never went to a college. Oh, uh. the King School is not a college, okay. No, no, this is a uh, baby school where they, Babby, okay. you know, you're, you're done by the age of 18. It's <laughs> 18-year-old babbies, yeah, got it. If you make it, well, the, you see, the buildings were able to fil- facilitate a lot more kids because, you know, you die back then a yeah. lot. So <laughs> your class would start with like 40 people, and then by the time you graduate, it's just you and your dick in your hand. Yeah, and... <laughs> You know, <laughs> Where's the professor? It's not he did widely too. known, but you can fit way more malnourished children in a tight space than nourished children. Yeah. yeah. Just based on the geometry of half-alive bodies. That's Fuck why all, school lunches. Well, that's why all the kids in the middle of the country, I mean, the teachers in the middle of our great country are complaining about the classroom size. It's not because they have too many kids. They have too many fat kids. Yeah. Because they made pizza vegetable. Remember that? Yeah. That was cool. It's because they put screws in the burritos. It's a vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whoa, whoa. That's a Phillips? That's a fruit if it's a Phillips head screw. Excuse me. That'll teach you something. At 18, Shakespeare married 26-year-old Anne Hathaway. Not the 26-year-old Anne Hathaway from Les Miserables and Ocean's 8. The original Anne Hathaway. The one with no teeth. (laughs) There was no Anne Hathaway before this one. That's right. Wait, so, so Willie's going for the older ladies, eh? Well, you know, maybe yeah. something happened that mm. I might be describing shortly. Uh, six months after they married, she gave birth to a daughter, Susanna. So this was most likely what we would call a crossbow wedding. I don't know. I was trying to fill it in with, yeah, you know. Uh, I was trying to get a dad joke right in there. You know, no, that was good. It was good. It landed. Crossbow. I got it. Oh. I know. I, you didn't have to explain it, so it worked. That's good. That's good. So uh, twins up next, son Hamnet and daughter Judith, they followed about two years later. And he must have really loved his family because after the birth of his twins, he packed his bags and moved to London to write plays and sonnets for dopey pale idiots for too much cash. (coughs) Not really talking to his family that much ever. (laughs) I don't need family. Fuck them. I named one of my kids Hamnet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because I threw him out in the streets to catch ham. Yeah. Hamnet, Hamnet uh, died from plague, which is normal. Well, you should have been trying to catch all that ham. That's all I'm saying. Dude, Rats there, love ham. There was a, a Hamnet 
what you well let me tell you the origin of hamnet um Please. back then people loved their pork right i'm yeah so it's kind of like how how some uh, urban children are named, uh, you know, like uh, Mercedes and stuff, and <laughs> Diamond and ah, Ferrari, Cash Money Brandy. and Lexus, your, your Highness and Your Majesty, Rolex. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. There, he's out for ham. Yeah, he's gonna get the ham. Yeah. So give the boy his ham, and we'll be good. But you know, instead of ham, he got bubonic plague, and now he's dead. Oh, that's different than him. Ironically, the the child they named Plague grew up to be a pork farmer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so scholars refer to the years between 1585 and 1592 as Shakespeare's lost years. Like I said before, this is pretty skimpy. We don't know a lot of what happened during this time because, you know, Shakespeare's out and about. He's like writing. He's acting in some stupid company that's kind of going from place to place, eating corn off floors, (laughs) things like that. So let me guess. During these lost years, he grew a mullet and dyed it blonde and had, would turn into a vampire. Uh, 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 like Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. Lost Boys. Wow. He's lost. Bro. Michael. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. <laughs> it's fun. They're vampires. It's a, it's a should watch, Spoilers. not a must watch. Some 20th century scholars have suggested that Shakespeare may have been employed as a schoolmaster by Alexander Houghton of Lancashire, a Catholic landowner who named a certain William Shake Shaft in his will. Shake Shaft. Shake Shaft. That's right. <laughs> I so, forgot about that. So he started the hamburger joint. Yeah. That's what he's famous for? Yeah, oh. Shake Shaft. <laughs> Shake Shaft. Yeah, wimpy Shake Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dude, I love, I love Shake Shaft. There's one in uh, Penn Station now. Right? Yeah, there is. Would you eat I a, don't trust that one, would though. You, would you eat a drippy underground burger? From- nope. <laughs> Give me like twelve beers and I'll eat anywhere. Oh, that's true. That's why they sell beer in that. Good area. old Shake Shaft. <laughs> nice. Not sponsored by Shake Shaft. Let's talk about his career. Once uh, you know, people start paying attention to the old uh, Bill Shakeums. Mm-hmm. Willie Shakespeare first made his appearance on the London stage, where his plays would be written and performed around 1592. Although the exact date is unknown, he was, however. Well enough known to be shit on by critics in the newspapers, establishing him as a already known playwright. Huh. Uh, so is he, is he? I have a question. Is he? It sounds like he's famous. He's like play famous, which means so. Remember, remember when we were younger and we didn't have internet. Oh. Yeah. Kind of like imagine that, but then also without phones or television. So he's he's word of mouth famous. Yeah. So like a few people know of him. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> because like most artists mm-hmm. are only. Like, you know, celebrated after their kaputs in the ground. Mm-hmm. This guy is seemingly writing, like, being appreciated above ground. He got his time in the uh, time in the sun. Good, good for him. Uh, before he died. Good good for that guy there. He got his 15 farthing pence of fame. Is that how they measure time <laughs> across the pond? Yes. The farthing pence of fame. Yeah, metric. That's metric time, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. After the year... 1594, Shakespeare's plays were solely performed by a company owned by a group of actors known as Lord Chamberlain's Men. Oh, (laughs) most masculine title I've ever heard. (laughs) Which did become London's leading acting company. After Queen Elizabeth's death, though, in 1603, the company was given the royal patent that renamed it the King's Men. Oh. Named after King James I. King James I don't know if you guys knew this, but I expect a lot of laughter here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Shakespeare was a comedian. Oh! Of course he was. Much ado about nothing. That's right. Shakespeare was a real funny guy. He he made so many people laugh. Yeah. Was, like he did he did uh plays where he just made people laugh. Like comedies, you know, like real funny ones. Like Two and a half men style humor. Amazing. Oh, uh-huh. you know? wait. Yeah. The funny thing about that is that the half man is a child. Mm. Not a transgender person. Yeah. No, he's a child. <laughs> child. Child. He's a child. Yes. He wrote a bunch of these things. He got All's Well That Ends Well, As You Like It, Comedy of Errors, Love's Labor's Lost, Merchant of Venice, Merry Wives of Windsor. Uh, Taming of the Shrew, classic, which yeah. is the Kiss Me Kate adaptation. I like Taming um, of the Shrew. Uh, Martuccio! <laughs> and Much Ado About Nothing, as you mentioned, yeah. uh, apparently, which is a giant pussy joke yep. because nothing was slang for pussy at the time. Oh, shit. Don't get that. No. Yeah, Ado mm-hmm. was, his, was his 
code word for a vagina. Oh no, nothing was. Nothing. Oh yes, that's the way that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's much. Not not nothing was like. Yeah, the, no, no, the the word nothing. Yes, was code. All right. Yeah. Well, let me just put it out here. I'm I gonna know. fuck your nothing. Yeah, let me just put it out right here. A vagina is not nothing. No, vagina is something. Well, it's I everything. mean, if you're trying to be a little, you know. Oh, what are you guys talking about? Nothing. <laughs> I get it. I get guys. it now. It's locker room talk. He's right? so funny. He's such locker room talk. <laughs> that Billy. How that cheeky. Billy Bush. Such I mean, Billy Zane. Right. And since um, since we don't do a lot of humor on this show, Mm-mm. it's not really based on humor. It's mm-hmm. more more uh, history podcasting. As we said, you know, you got to quote us on your on your history papers oh, yeah. and Very your thesis. Do it. Uh, as Cody mentioned, you have Midsummer's Night Dream. So with that, I present to you an impromptu script reading Uh-oh. from a Midsummer's Night Dream. We're doing it. Oh, yeah. All now, these words I don't know. Cody, you're going to be Demetrius. Can I be Bartuccio? You're Helena. And I'm going to be Shakespeare. And I'm getting back to character for this one, boys. All right? Wait, you're not on this page. No, I'm not. I'm Shakespeare. I'm going to tell you if you're doing it right. (laughs) right. But just keep reading. It's a round table. That's right. We're doing a table read exclusive right here. Number one, live from Staffordshire or wherever the fuck we're talking about because I keep forgetting how to say Northern England names. (laughs) But we're down here in London doing it beat style. Ready to go? All right, Cody, start us up. Remember, I'm William Shakespeare. I'll be giving you directions at some times. Cody, make me damp. (laughs) I like the first words after that. I love thee not, therefore pursue (laughs) me not. Where is Lysander and fair Hermia? The one I'll slay, the other slayeth me. Say it with more heavy breath. Thou toldest me, they were stolen unto this wood. And here I am, and woed within this wood, because I cannot meet my Hermia. Hence, get thee gone, and follow me no more. No one's following him, right? All right, it's Helena, do it. You draw me, your your hard-hearted adamant. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's not the word, but yeah, continue now. We're on schedule. But yet you draw not iron for my heart. It is true as steel. That's right, that's steel. Leave you your powers to draw, and I shall have no power to follow. All right, do it sexier next time. All right, Let's go, Demetrius. They're very sexy. You... <laughs> Do I entice you? Do I speak you fair? Or rather, do I not in plainest truth tell you I do not, nor I cannot love you? He doesn't know, bruv. And even for that do I love you the more. (laughs) I am your spaniel and Demetrius. The more you beat me, I will fawn on you. That's good. Speed it up the next time. <laughs> Use me, but as your spaniel, spurn me. Strike me! Striker! <laughs> Negate me, lose me, only give me leave. Alright, most of those words are right. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Unworthy as I as am I. I am <laughs> To follow you, uh, what worse a place can I beg in your love? And yet a place of high respect with me. <laughs> Am I reading English? <laughs> yes. <laughs> then to be as as you as your dog, <laughs> which has a question mark. I'm not sure why I wrote that there. I am William Shakespeare. Continue, please. Tempt not too much the hatred of my spirit, for I am sick when I do look on thee. Very good. And I am sick when I look on you! (laughs) It's not on you, but that's all right. All right. (laughs) You do impeach your modesty too much to leave the city and commit yourself into the hands of one that loves you not. How dare you? Come on, mate. To trust the opportunity of night and the ill console of a desert place with which worth of your virginity? Oh, he's Whoa. talking about it. Whoa, wait, he's am I getting about, banged? Yes. He's talking about nothing. Oh, you know, That's a tie back to what we were saying before, isn't it? My holes are loose. 
My teeth are different. Wait, that's not the words. No. <laughs> that's nothing, Nick. Willie, I'm going off script. He's off script, right? Governor. All right. Take him down. Your your virtue, your virtue is my privilege for that. It is not night when I do see your face. Therefore, I think I am not in the, the night. Nor doth this wood lack worlds of company. It is good. It's funny, right? <laughs> this is funny stuff. For you, slapping. for you in my respect are all the world. Uh, then how can I, can it be said I am alone when all the world is here to look on me? I'll run from thee and hide me in thy breaks and leave thee to the mercy of the wild beasts. Very sexual. The wilderness has, <laughs> the wilderness. We're almost done. The wilderness has not such a heart as you. Run when you will, the story shall be changed. Apollo flies and Delphine holds the chase. <laughs> Daphne holds the chase. The dove pursues the griffin and the mild hind. <laughs> Make speed to chase the tiger. Bootless speed. <laughs> <laughs> when when coward pursues the figure fly <laughs> I don't know <laughs> This is awful I will not I stay thy quiet I can't read It's alright well I can't write <laughs> <laughs> I will not stay thy questions Let me go Or if thou follow me do not believe But I shall do thee mischief in the wood Wait you jerking off in the woods A little bit well, you know, it's a metaphor for his cock in his hand. You're not very, you're not very fucking. Uh, it's fly funny. there, Willie. It's funny. All right, <laughs> it's what people want. I oh, in boy. the temple, in the town, in the field, you do me mischief. Fie, Demetrius! All right, your wrongs do set a second. On my sex. The oh, word scandal, not scandal. second. It's oh, a hot scandal. He's been drinking. <laughs> I've been drinking. Scandal on my sex. <laughs> my sex. <laughs> we could not fight for love as men may do. We shall be wooed and, <laughs> and we're not to be made woo right. to woo. Demetrius, you done. Cody, thank you. Now you've got like a Oh, I got more. two more lines. Uh, I'll follow thee. <laughs> You're gonna follow him now? And make no. a heaven of hell to die upon the hand I love as well. Alright, very good. Uh, keep in mind, back then, when they was doing plays and all that, it was only men doing the women's parts. So Travis, that was pretty accurate. Wow. So I'm hired, right? I can read. You got more masculine as that went on, I noticed. Yeah, that was great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. I tried. You did You did a great job. Cody, you did a great job. Cody, I'm you a did Cody. a really good job. Cody, I think you could be on the West End. Yes. Travis, you West did. You did. <laughs> You're a good scene partner, Travis. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I like to go improv. So like I said, very funny, very similar to Two and a Half Men. Uh, Big Bang Theory, that kind of you know standard humor. I don't know what I read. Yeah, what Cody, the, do you know what no. you read? <laughs> it, it, it seems like a Lewis Carroll thing of absurdities and yeah. and and poon. Something about know. sex, yeah. and I was a cocker spaniel, and then I don't want to fuck cocker spaniels. <laughs> I, I, you know, like the the terminology. There's a lot of fish in the sea. I, I want to say like, oh, there's a lot of spaniels in the yard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a. It seemed like a. Yeah, thing of error, like yeah, comedy of errors and sex jokes. Yeah, well, pretty much this is what made the bard hard. Was he got it? Was he trying to bang me or was I trying to bang him? Uh, he was trying to bang you, and you wanted to bang him, but there was something kind of like you know political about it. I yeah. was a cocker spaniel. That's bestiality. Exactly. Miko. Let's talk about more things. Now, we know that Shakespeare wrote words. Good correct? segue. Great segue. Right? I love it. Perfect. <laughs> I know words. Pristine. Pure. Do you guys, you guys know that Shakespeare invented a lot of words that we use today, and we're not even, not even just words too, but sayings that are yeah, commonly yeah, passed around. I, I like a few of them. Yeah. Do you know any off the top of your uh, head? In one fell swoop is very handy. Yes, that's one. I like that one. Four twenty blaze it. 
That's, yeah, I've seen that. Could be. So he invented terms such as break the ice, dead as a doornail, eat me out of house and home. The game is afoot. Really? Give the devil his due. Uh. Good riddance. Oh. Heart of gold. Knock, knock. Who's there? Wow. Laughing stock. Wear my heart on my sleeve. Wild goose chase. And a billion more stupid things those like are all that. Handy. Yeah, yeah, those I, I, I use ones. those. I use those still. Me That's too. Right. So if you ever find yourself talking, you might be doing Shakespeare. Oh my god. Dude. Shakespeare's what? in my mouth and I don't even know it. This is like the Matrix right now. Pretty much. I thought what I said was things that I'm supposed to say. Nope. But no, it's what Shakespeare's supposed to say. You got that Shakespeare programming in your brain. Oh my god. You need to flush it out with beer quick. He's fucking Morpheus! Dude, he's got tiny glasses that stick to his face and they don't even have arms on He did have an earring, though. Maybe. No, he had an earring. Apparently in the 1500s. Okay. All right. All right. Apparently in the 1500s, earrings on men were all the rage. Great. They wore gold earrings, pearl earrings, stone earrings. Right. And you say that this is on a portrait of Shakespeare of the time. It wasn't. It wasn't him. It wasn't me. There's like, lots he's of the thing in the shaggy. That was the thing. Is like you know you don't really know who he was because he was in the shaggy. He was like it wasn't me, mm. but we know he had an earring. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> we we don't know if he had an earring. There's only two existing Shakespeare portraits that really? we know of. Yes. Huh. Um, if you Google it, you're gonna find a ton of shit because a lot of Renaissance paintings just kind of get labeled as Shakespeare. But I believe that one with the earring that you're talking about is not Shakespeare. And uh, there was one that resurfaced, I believe, in the 60s or 70s that some rich family just kind of claimed to have. And it was legitimately from the time they aged it. But it doesn't really look like him. It looks like Anne Hathaway's husband now. So people are like, oh, my God, Internet's different. (laughs) Oh, that (laughs) picture. Okay, I've seen that, like, memed out. Like, oh, look, Anne Hathaway looks like she's fucking Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. But you Mm. know what? It probably wasn't. And it doesn't matter because, like, Anne Hathaway, great titties on a redhead. But that's about it. Yeah. Those things are so coincidental. Not coincidental. Wait, did Christina Hendricks ever do uh, Shakespeare? I'm sure. The one with huge knockers. The redhead. Uh, I don't even know. The redhead. She was in Mad Men? Yeah. She was also in uh, Shakespeare. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, she was in one Shakespeare. So, also (laughs) dramas. He was big on dramas. And uh, he liked to get serious. And we probably wouldn't have things like Law and Order or Degrassi without him. We got Anthony and Cleopatra. Hamlet. Big one. Yeah. Got Julius Caesar. King Lear. You got the one you can't even talk about. Macbeth. I don't know what happens in that. I know there's witches, and I tuned out immediately. Most people die. Uh, Othello, and and then the big one. We got Romeo and Juliet. Romes and Jules. That is my favorite, simply because of a character in it. Which one? Mercutio. He's the the best. I don't remember it. I remember reading it in high school and going, Everyone tuned out. These idiots are dumb. Uh. They're all dumb. Mercutio's the one guy that has his wits about him. Even as he's dying, he's like... He's stabbed through the fucking heart, and someone asks him, are you okay? And he's like, huh, ask for me, ask for me in the morning, and you shall find me a grave, man. It's hmm. funny. He's cracking a joke as he's dying. You'll find me a grave, man. <laughs> oh, grave, man! I, can, I just see two spoiled kids that don't know anything about anything that yeah. just kill themselves yeah, for he wasn't, dumb. He wasn't one of those He wasn't one of them. Kids. All right, so yeah. that, that He's character- on the outside like, holy shit, everyone's dying. You're all me. dumb! Is yeah. that what yeah. he's doing? Yeah. Oh, an idiot. I think one of my favorite ones that I read was uh, The Merchant of Venice. I don't know that one. With good old Shylock. That's right. Which, which is now a racist. derogatory term, I think. I, is it for Jews? Or for Jews. Really? Okay, yeah. Because The one. Merchant of Venice was a, he was a Jewish merchant, and that's where like the whole like pound of flesh shit came from. I don't know it at yeah, all. what's going on? Wait, pound is this- of flesh. I mean, I was just at the deli the other day, and I asked this guy for some meats, and he gave me a real attitude because his life sucked. But sure. what are you talking about, Pound of Flesh? Well, he was like collecting debt. I think I'm getting the right one. Taming of the Shrew or is a Merchant of Venice? Which one did I just say before? Merchant of Venice. Merchant I know what the Venice. Taming of the Shrew is. Yeah, Merchant <laughs> of Venice. So he's a Jewish debt collector. and yeah. Everyone loves them. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You know, most stereotypical thing. Yeah. And he like, basically the entire town comes after this guy. And he Shakespeare kind of like humanizes him a little bit. You know, like where the, the time... <laughs> No, I mean at the time it's like they were like, "Oh, Jews, oh, spooky, spooky." But like they, 
He's like an evil, like, he's kind of an evil collector, but at the same time, like, Shakespeare's like, oh, well, he's a human, you know? Okay. But the whole pound of flesh thing was like, uh, he, I forgot exactly what happened, but like, he was basically like, oh, here's my debts, and he cut off like a pound of flesh. Oh, some saw shit. Cool. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do they even use a pound? I don't know. Yeah, it, w- it was it was a money of flesh. Yeah, one yeah. money of flesh. <laughs> one money of flesh. It was basically a pepperoni of and human like, skin. And, and then the guy behind the counter is like, Black Forest is four ninety nine a pound. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Shakespeare was a great writer, apparently, but he also liked to fill for time. Oh. If you were to take a, a an objective look at some of his writing today, you can kind of see a guy goofing off. Goof? Uh, huh. And not really getting to the point ever. Most famous example is Hamlet contemplating suicide. Yeah. Or masturbating, which is to be or not to be. That Uh is the question. Got it. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them to die to sleep. Wait, is he talking about jerking off? Yeah, he's not talking to anyone. It's not really important. Like, He's talking to empty just, air. Just st- could have been done with stage direction. Wait, but I think he was actually talking about jerking off, though. It is well, he was jerking off the whole time while he said that. Hamlet. He's like, should I come on her face or come on her titties? To be or not to be? Yeah. So let's get into some other things that aren't Shakespeare's writing because we know. Wait. Hmm. Huh. That are Shakespeare's writing? There's non-Shakespeare in writing? Well, when I thought you... everything was based off Shakespeare. Well, I... Akira. God damn it! Wait, that script you wrote is based off Shakespeare. It is. Oh my god, Inception! <laughs> That's it. That's potent. And he was just Morpheus a minute ago. Hey, dude. Let's talk about Shakespeare's wheeling and dealings. Was he, what's he doing? I thought he was a playwright. Is he writing other things? Well, he never exactly stopped writing plays, mm-hmm. but... Along with a group of players that acted in his plays, he created his own theater on the River Thames in 1599 and named it the Globe Theater. Oh, the Globe. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the Globe. I was about to say the Dome, but no, it was the Globe. No, it was originally Uh, called the Goo Theater, and then he changed it to the Globe. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it didn't have a roof. Dome. It would probably be better if it was upside down dome. Yeah, it's a bowl. Yeah, exactly. Concave. After that, Shakespeare became a very wealthy man. So much so that he bought properties in London and Stratford for himself and his wow. family as he spent most of his time in London. You see, he was just kind of sending them money to shut up. Oh, wait, and, so this is the same... Hathaway and and their and the two kids that were alive still. This is the same family. He hasn't started a second family. No, he hasn't He hasn't seconded it up. He's still right. married to Anne Hathaway the entire time. That? I don't know. We, they, uh, we know roast a lot of jerk-offs, and they like, usually start second families. That's true. <laughs> and you think um, Shakespeare would be that? Yeah. Hmm. He has an earring. Who has an earring when they're old? Well, we don't know that. <laughs> Dude, we At know all. that he has an earring. <laughs> so, uh, one thing to be noted about the Globe is that there was a supreme spike in pickpocketing at these events. Oh, uh, because it was captivating as all fuck? Well, maybe between that and I think uh, I'm going to go conspiracy route. I'm going to say he put people in there to pickpocket. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, because think about it. You send guys into pickpocket, and then you provide the security. We'll take care of him. Yeah, that he's makes back, sense. And he's back next Wednesday. Dude, yeah. do you think you can earring pocket? Like, if someone's wearing a big-ass earring... That and is And pull impressive. it off of their ear. Like, that's hard, right? That is that is next-level thievery. I think your ear needs to be a pocket for that to happen. Well, it's kind of like a pocket. It's a pocket of sound, so... Mm. <laughs> Matt, just wearing a plug that's a little too loose and you just the pickpocket just flicks it out. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about more stuff. That sure. is Shakespeare. No, I want to keep going on the conspiracy. He was pig. I have plenty of conspiracy. But he's not like, where you just open up the secrets of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you got to be Assassin's boy. You got to go back in time to your heritage where your memories are stored in a video game by Ubisoft, which is a French company changing history to say that they were the champions. It happened like this. Don't worry about it. But Look, yeah. Vincent a globe. The globe is guess what he made the globe? Why didn't he made make the flat? Oh. Alright, cool. We're gonna move along. 
Shakespeare well, made a lot of his money by buying up large amounts of grain, malt, and barley to store, later selling it for inflated prices when his fellow countrymen were struggling. What? Dick! They, they believe the playwright had done this for 15 years and faced fines for illegal hoarding, as well as being threatened huh. with jail time for failing to pay his taxes. Oh. So, as much as I hate paying taxes, you can't hold the grain from the people. Yeah, what an asshole. He's in DMX trouble. Yeah. DMX is out of jail! Yeah, he was out of jail uh, since January, I think. Well, congratulations to Earl Simmons. Truth, thespian, but, you know... Yoshi? Uh, no, but uh, I'm saying, I didn't know you could get arrested for hoarding. Yeah, that seems weird. That's weird. Okay, it's it's like this. It's it's a type of insider trading. Oh, okay. So what happens is, is that if you know someone that runs... All these grain distributors, uh-huh. uh-huh. and then you say, "Hey, before you go distribute to the stores, give me like everything in your truck for the next three weeks, and then when the prices are fucking skyrocketed, I'm gonna sell it." Oh, yeah. so he's creating the scarcity in which he's cashing in on. Yes, so he's That's, like, "That sounds like Boss Tweet a little bit." It does. Yeah, he's like, "Let Let's get this bread. Let's get this bread, kids." Yeah, you're like, "What? This guy's a playwright. He's supposed to know about human emotions, things like that." It's just like, "No, I'll just starve people." I just imagine for like, money. Yeah, for money. Yeah. Just imagine him, like, jotting down his plays, and he's like, Yo, I got bread! Yo, I got bread, dog! You want bread? <laughs> you want bread? I got bread. $5. Bread. $5 bread. Five-pound bread. Why did he turn into Asian? He's, he's selling it. Five-pound bread. Five-dollar Asian bread. <laughs> Five-dollar, you want some more for you? <laughs> Five-dollar bread. Well, that's not the right character for the evening. <laughs> it is. Let's move along here, uh-huh. as, as we do. So, Willie's a little horny imp. Just <laughs> let you know, he, uh, while he had Anne Hathaway just waiting for him all, all, all up in her bat suit or whatever the fuck she wore in those stupid movies. Come uh, back to me, Willie! Yeah, he was just like throwing his little bald dick around. <laughs> having a He's good time. He's got a bald dick? Yeah, it's bald as fuck. And like, you know, whatever, if you're a player, your player is cool, but you're also married. But another thing I want to throw out there is that this dude was also banging other dudes. Yes. Oh, he wow, he... voice cracked there. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Well, you got you got some sh- willy in your mouth. Yeah. I, this is always something you kind of hear of, like, you know, people say, like, oh, did, did you know William Shakespeare was gay? Like, yeah. I don't know. Surprise, surprise. He's a thespian. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, I, not a I... lesbian, Travis. Ah, thespian. Uh, look, I don't care, but, like, I'm just thinking of poor Anne. She's, like, memorizing that script to... Ocean's Eight. <laughs> she's got this guy just running around town. He's stupid. He's got these kids that are probably dying as we speak. And he's poking dudes. He's poking ladies. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying, bisexuals, you guys are cheating. Because. Wow. <laughs> Interesting take. You guys are cheating. Pick a side. Not, yeah, pick a side. It's not fair that you can just fuck anything. I want to fuck everything. Well, you can. Nothing's no stopping, one's stopping you. you. I know, but I'm not bisexual. You fuck raccoon what dolls. What do you mean, dude? Just get drunk. All right, yeah, I guess. Bring some, <laughs> and bring some duct tape around with it's you. It's cheating, though. Uh, yeah, no, I need, a, I need a buzzer and a Sharpie, and then I can do doggy style, buzz the back of their head, and draw a lady face on it. <laughs> <laughs> with lipstick. Oh, dude, yeah, put a couple of those Smucker's PB&J pockets. You let me tits. know that works. No, it's not fair. You just can fuck anything. I'm so jealous. Yeah. All right, so you're jealous. That's not cheating. Jelly. It's cheating. Look, good on you. If you fuck not both che- ways, you're you're fantastic. No, I'm not I'm not saying cheating as in like sexually cheating with a partner. I'm saying you're cheating at life. It's like you put in a hack. You have the game genie of life. Dude, do you think- Greedy. Do you think that 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 guy, the uh, what was his name, the the dude who did that show on VH1, who wore the fuzzy hat and was like the ladies' dude, and he taught other like, like he taught people how to pick up chicks. Was a pickup artist. Pickup artist. Yeah. Yeah. You think he's cheating? Yeah. Why? Because he hacked the system, bro. He's Morpheus. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Guess what? Inception. (laughs) I think we're conflating those two movies. No, same movie, different story. Right, so all related to bully Will Franklin. Well, well, all related. You all, do that on purpose. All related, all related to Will Shakespeare. That's right. This is wow. fact. Morpheus. Bow. Here's one. Just one instance I'd like to talk about of him being a uh, little, a uh, little baby Willie imp. Oh, so what's he doing? Shakespeare enjoyed more than 
uh, a Mr. John Davenant's hospitality at the Crown Tavern in Oxford. Oh. Uh, it's legend that he shared bed with the proprietor's wife mm. on one of his frequent stops between Stratford and London sometime in June, July of 1605. He's got a he, booty call. Back c- in the summer of 1605. Well, he straight up comes inside of her, as oh. Shakespeare does, hmm. and created an aptly named fourth son named William. Uh. Wow. The the bastard child gets the junior name. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, baby, I can't feel you through this sheep intestine. Let me take off the sheep intestine, please. <laughs> okay, you can take off the sheep intestine. Oh, my God, I'm cumps. Ah! William, come to me. Shakespeare, he did not simply come, he cumps. <laughs> oh, he made that word up. Cumps. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that one. Did you know that one, Travis? He made that word up. <gasps> Travis knew. Travis cumps. Retirement. Very important for Shakespeare. Oh, yeah? How so? He didn't like being an actor or being at the studios anymore, you know, the old globe. So he still owned it. But uh, he retired from public life in 1610, right after the bubonic plague had began to subside its attack on London. That sounds so comfortable, mm. retiring from life. Yeah, cushy, cushy time not getting the plague. Um, it was strange that he wasn't showing up to his uh, place anymore, but he was, in fact, still writing. Hmm. Uh, he continued to make frequent trips to London to collaborate with other writers, but he never really stuck around to shake hands and spit on people. Right, so now he's like in that role in his career where it's like featuring Willie Shakespeare. Like He's not putting out albums, he's just like featuring Willie. Yeah, pretty huh. much. Yeah, he's featuring. He's a little waning it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone asked me a question. How, where did he get his ears pierced? Thank you for asking. William Shakespeare died. No, that's not what I asked you. I said, where did he get his ears pierced? I thought he did a really good job. Claire's. (laughs) Tom, how did he die? William Shakespeare died in, he died April 23rd, 1616, and was buried at the Holy Trinity Church in Statford two days later. With a curse written on his tombstone to ward off those who would disturb his bones. Oh, fuck. <laughs> who did that? Who's, uh, who's dropping curses in Don't England? steal my bones or else I curse you! Yeah, well, uh, we don't know exactly how he died, but he was 52 years old at the time. Wow, that's like triple life expectancy. And he was, yeah, I mean, it's pretty old back then. <laughs> I mean, it's old, but like, they the lived. Plague. They, the plague. No, but they lived old. The if plague. you made it past, the, well, he never died of plague. Right, so. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. so he could live in on his average, 80s. On a, uh, yeah, he could have at the time. But at the same time, he survived his, his wife, Anne Hathaway, who was also in her latex, and the two daughters hmm? that we don't care about. <laughs> uh, there's no direct descendants from Shakespeare's bloodline because both daughters uh, did not actually make it to, like, uh, carrying babes. You know, they died in their 18, uh-huh, 19 uh-huh. years oh, old. Oh, they so. were Papoose children. Yeah, yeah. On Fort. So I have a little bit more on Shakem's. Good. Wait, hold on. But so he died next to the Clares. Okay. Uh, he never had the earring. He had the earring. I you don't, don't know, know who to believe. I saw a photograph. A photo. The first photograph. Uh, he saw a photograph. Yeah. The first photograph mm. ever was of William Shakespeare. It's in my private collection. Oh, how's, how much is that worth now? It's worth five billion. Cool. I'll- and I'm going to sell it at 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 the store can i have a rice size clip of that yeah you can uh guess what um so if you really want to get in on this auction go to your local um kmart they're gone well they're gone i'm holding an auction house at all the locations you're trespassing idiot you're trespassing uh all right so look let's put it this way now that he's dead there's way too much shakespeare around can we all agree on this yeah it proliferated everywhere you got shakespeare in the park Shakespeare beneath the stars by the sea. There's too much of this fucking idiot. Shakespeare on ice. Wait, um, they have that. I'm sure. <sighs> I, there might be. Do yeah. they have Shakespeare underground? Let's do it. You get kids way too stressed out in school because they have to memorize a stupid line of a prose that they're not going to retain anyway. Do you know who I was? I was Baptista. I was uh, the tame. I was the shrew's father. Oh. In, in, during for my reading, and well, I hated it. Your shrew's a bitch. She was. It's esoteric in a way that it's not relatable. Um, 
I just gave you guys a script, and we had the greatest time not understanding it. I didn't know what yeah. happened. It was fun. Yeah. Empty. Yeah. Fun. Uh, it, it just shouldn't be the standard for English lessons. You know, I'm not saying we should write off Shakespeare. Uh, I'm just saying that it's for select few that want to perfu- uh, perform Shakespearean shit. Shouldn't be in high schools other than this is a man named Shakespeare. He did these things. But no, that's about it. What they should do is they should instead of teaching teaching it in English and literature, throw it in the history. This guy wrote some shit. That's it what was I'm good. Thinking. Yeah. All right. For the time, very important. Like now, literature history. Yeah. Like cool. you don't have to. You know, Martin Luther made a printing press. Just, we don't talk about how he ate his own shit. Like we, we just did. need to know. We did. But I'm just saying, you gotta just learn the the basics when you're in in history class. In history class, or maybe just for shits and giggles, put it in English class, make it a day, and that's it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Shakespeare today. And that's One day it. for Shakespeare. This doesn't relate to your life at all. Look, I'm not saying people not. He was so verbose. I don't think you can do him in a day. Is, is all I'm saying. What I'm saying is books. that his ver, her his ver, verboseness is not translatable. At all. It didn't age well. It, it did puts not age kids well. off no. English. It's not really fair to sh- tell kids that this is what good writing is. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's stupid. Right. It's not stupid, but it's not. You go to college, no. you learn about it's, that shit. No, Shakespeare's not stupid. His writing is fantastic. It's, it's clever. Yeah, but it's clever. But it's not for people like us who care for, about history. It's not for children. And it's not for people that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for us. It's not for children. <laughs> it's not for most people. And the people who want it, by all means, knock yourself out. Endless fucking apps. Just go right into Applebee's. Eh. Endless Shakespeare's. Do it. I don't give a shit. I'm a slight fan still. Well, you can be. Yeah, You're that's fine. To be. I'm not discouraging anyone. What I'm saying is that the way it's implemented into schools today... A little heavy-handed, yeah. Think about it. You got Romeo and Juliet with these two fucking kids who have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that, that right. one should not be exalted as much as it should. No, look at these kids just murdering themselves because people are calling them fat online. Yeah, I think they're like 17 and 18. Yeah. No, I mean... No, she was 13 and he was 21 or some shit. This is a weird. Yeah. This is weird stuff. And like, that's fine. That was acceptable for the time. But this is not a story you want to tell kids today. I, English teachers just need to take a risk and be like, yeah, I know they got a curriculum going on. They got to teach some certain shit. They can fight that shit off. But I remember I had my teacher, Miss Braxton. She, she was my seventh grade teacher. Okay. How are you, Miss Braxton? Do you listen to podcasts? Please write into oh, Travis Oh, that's not Legion even her name anymore. So you know what? Whatever. Miss Braxton. Did she and change it? She, and she was like, hey... Were you going to read The Hobbit? And everyone was like, fuck yeah, I want to read The Hobbit. Like, you know, I don't want to read fucking Ethan Frome or fucking Batuccio and Merluccio. I don't think Romeo and Julio. Right. <laughs> Romeo Wait, can we just smoke Romeo and Juliet's? That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be tight. Yeah, we should have done that. But okay. anyway, you got to have kids read things that they like. Yeah, especially <laughs> especially relatable things. Yeah. Manga, and, peanuts. And- even if not that relatable, and at least a language that they can comprehend and not feel like an asshole. Yeah. I remember the Shakespeare books, like I did in my curriculum, the left page was literally... Footnotes. Translations of yeah. Old English, and it was just like, I gotta read... I gotta read this tragedy twice, one in Old English and one in Now English. Yeah, it's not exactly that important to give to a bunch of 13-year-olds that have a hard time looking in the fucking mirror because they got zits and pimples and their dick's always hard or their tits are fucking growing in and they're not as big as fucking Charisse's over here. <laughs> you know my favorite word Shakespeare made up? What? Fishified. Fishified? Yeah. That's a word he made up? It, it's an adjective he used for a, pe- uh, a, a post-coital penis. Whoa, really? Nice. Yeah, it's just like, oh. Fishified. See, that's what, they need to, that's what they need to teach kids in school. That's how I learned that it. Cool I was in stuff. school. No, they didn't tell me that. You weren't paying attention then. All right, well, you We know, had the same curriculum. Yeah, but in his, his, in his defense, you were paying attention. Fishified. But, but you also have a brain. And, <laughs> and Thanks, me and, dog. Me and Travis do not do well with dumb kind of words. Yeah. Fishified is hilarious. It's it, a good word. It is, but if you start us off with 7,000 words we don't understand, and then we get to Fishified, we may have skipped it at some you point. Yeah, you got an intro with a sequence. You don't with perk like, up when you hear Fishified? You're like, oh, does that sound like look, something? Look, I'm dead and I'm hungry. I'm dying in school. Yeah, yeah. you got to start the thing like, hey, guess what, kids? You want to hear about what... Uh, fucking dick is like after you had sex 
smells fishy. Yeah, well, Fishing we're going to get to Shakespeare's. <laughs> All right, look. Anyway, we're done with that. We said our piece. But now we have real education to get into, something that they don't talk about oh. at all. Uh. And I didn't bring up until now because not exactly something you could just slide into Shakespeare's life. It's more of an all-encompassing theory, which I 100% prescribe to. doing Illuminati shit tonight? Yes, I am. Conspiracy. Oh. Do you guys know about this anomaly? Of uh, Christopher Kit Marlowe? I do not. No. Now, he was a leading dramatist of the Elizabeth era who died young and left a canvas of plays standing in his wake. Hmm. Uh, Known as the poetic James Dean of his era, he was described as a homosexual, an atheist, and a spy. There are suspicions that he faked his death to avoid the law and continued to write under the alias William Shakespeare while traveling around Europe. Huh? So, what? <clears throat> the time that he died lines up for when the, for the time that William Shakespeare left his house in Stratford to go down to London because he was traveling with a bunch of thespian idiots. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. So, what could have happened here? Tell me. Either A, Shakespeare died, the actual Shakespeare died along the road, or he was murked. Hmm. Because that happened all the time. Yeah, a lot of people would murder someone and just take their identity. Right. I'm so, new now. So so Christopher Marlowe, he's on the lam because ah. he's considered a spy. He's a homosexual. Mm-hmm. He's writing these sexy poems. Uh-oh. And he considers faking his own death on a way out. Now, imagine this. Christopher Marlowe finds out about a young Shakespearean actor. I mean, uh, excuse me, a young Shakespeare. Yes. Who dies on the road and takes his place. That all makes sense. Because he needs to rebrand his life. Because he doesn't want to be hounded by the police anymore. Well, because like what you said, Tom, Mm. you said Shakespeare does not have earrings. So this guy you talked about, what's his name? His name is Christopher Marlowe. Christopher Marlowe. I met him once. And he had earrings. Especially since you didn't know his name until <laughs> well, I, I, he looked, 16 seconds ago. Yeah, he had earrings. So oh, Okay, cool. Well, also, <coughs> just, an, just another anecdote on this. Why I think it's very possible. So, you have a man who's running away from the law. Shakespeare, who's kind of traveling with this group of idiots. Shakespeare does not have any college education. He's right. also involved in a, a loveless marriage with his aging bag of an Anne Hathaway. Right. Mm. And he's trying to leave. Now you have a guy who's not willing to report if he's missing or not. Now you have a dead Shakespeare and you have a man taking Very his place. Very fucking interesting. And, become, and someone who already has writing experiences and the writings are very similar, especially in the sonnets. Mm. Do you know what this explains? What's up? Why the third portrait to service of Shakespeare looks so different. No, bum, because bum, that would have bah. happened before there was any fame. Well, fuck you. I tried to be intriguing for the audience. That was intriguing if it was lining up with the time there. Mm. But another thing that points to Shakespeare's un- untimely death of 52 mm. and how he stopped showing up at this joint is that Shakespeare, quotes, he signed his will in perfect health just a month before his death, most Convenient. likely allowing Christopher Marlowe to move along in his journey without being Shakespeare anymore, giving himself some gifts somehow, you know, leaving some money somewhere so he can pick it up mm-hmm. while still leaving the Shakespeare legacy alive like no one noticed. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking D.B. Cooper of his day. Shakespeare died wow. probably when he was 20, and this guy rolled in this place. I mean... That's very interesting, actually. That is really interesting. What do you think he went on to next? He probably went to do something real cool, like paint a brick. <laughs> I was thinking, like the you know, if you look at some of the more established institutions, going back to the why are you laughing? I'm I'm doing. You did a little. I, I breathed out of my nose okay. rapidly. If you look at more of the established institutions that came out of the 1500s, mm-hmm. there's a small man. His name is Jonathan, and uh, he just appears out of nowhere. And um, Jonathan actually he moved to Italy for a while. Where are you going? And, uh, you know, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Right. Jonathan actually traveled over on, I think, the third exploration uh, from Columbus, because he came back and forth, and established a small pizza joint. I, I in the Midwest. I know where this is going, actually. In the Midwest, in yeah. The mid- so is it deep dish? And, oh, it's, it, well, his, and then people of the area were like, 
I, they all had incest. So he was just the father of all of them. Oh, Midwest did he have incest. A, did he have a son named Bojamin? Yeah, Bo. The father, the son, and the Bo. So I think that might be Shakespeare's Papa John. I know that's like a serious oh, thing. Oh, that's a that's an interesting theory. Yeah. That would definitely tack on to this theory. Yeah, it that, would. That's it technically would. Really not. Would. That's not Shakespeare. So maybe we have uh, a a regular old Christopher Marlowe mm-hmm. who became Shakespeare, and then he became Papa John. Papa and he said racist comments, yeah. you know, because he turned to a vampire because he wanted to get he, out of that. Yeah, he needs to be immortal of some. Yeah, well, he was, a lost, he was a lost. He was a whoa. He was a lost boy. Wow. Okay, well... Oh, my God, that implies something I said earlier. What, the Morpheus oh, thing? Oh, yeah, he saw that Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland with his haircut. And now he's a lost boy in an Inception. Well, this has been the most intriguing wow. ending to an episode we've had dude, in a while. Which, which pill did you guys take in the beginning of the show? I, I, dude, I, I took the pink pill. <laughs> because I got ready to act. I got ready to throw on a boa yeah. and be on stage. I'm doing it tonight. Yeah, you know, I don't usually... I mean... You guys notice I'm wearing makeup tonight. Really? Just, just yeah, just to bring out the cheekbone. Yeah, right? you know. yeah. Oh, You're co- got some great contour. That works for you, right? You don't want me presenting this without notice. a cheekbone, Not even do notice. you? Mm. There we go. So thank you very much for tuning into the roast mortem coverage hey. of William. We're not going to unpack this shit. No, I'm just presenting. I know, but we're not going to unpack. William what you, Shakespeare. What do you, you, you want to unpack? What do you unpack? All right, Travis is going to unpack before I close out. What How do you many do? earrings? All right. have on his toes. No, the one thing I want to say is they say everything is written. Everything that's written was already written by Shakespeare. Okay, great. Sure. What do you guys think about that? I, it's stupid? I think it's stupid. I, uh, okay. Me too. Like, what you were trying to say was Shakespeare hit upon, like, the seven dramas and solidified them, right? Yeah, they like, have that saying that it's, uh, you know, like whatever you've written has already been written, and Shakespeare wrote all that shit. I think Christopher Marlowe did it, and I think Shakespeare didn't do anything. Adds a new meaning to Ghost All right, Peter. well, Marlowe did it all. I think that's just dumb, though. Cause... What do you think about the saying, uh, you throw enough monkeys at a typewriter, you get Shakespeare? I'm going to say you need a lot of monkeys, but... They actually did this experiment. I can't disprove it. Were they digital monkeys, though? No, they... they, they, they... <laughs> they, they're simulated monkeys, yes. Yeah, bra, uh, bra boons. And, and <laughs> oh, bra uh, boons. Ironically, <laughs> when ba- boons are added enough, instead of writing Shakespeare, they just mash the same key over and over again. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Furiously. Like, no. <laughs> enough monkeys in a room will never write Shakespeare because... And that's how you get Ginsburg. Yeah. Fuck, 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 fuck. Kerouac. Yep. All, All right. right. So are you done unwrapping, Cody? Yeah, I'm just trying to... Is anything I don't know anything about Shakespeare trivia. Yeah, I mean, like, look, we don't know a lot about his history. Short script. You got all the things that we know about most people know. Uh, have your opinions. I don't think he's a... I, I don't think his literature is uh, something to be skimped over, but um, it's only for people who want to get into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I who think, are those people? Just literally actors are the only the, the useful fu- demographic for Shakespeare. Shitheads who went to college for this stuff. Yeah, listen, but if you gotta learn, if you gotta go to college to learn how to act, you don't know how to act. All right, but also like I don't. True. I don't really understand necessarily the importance of him necessarily because if you read like I don't know the like uh, the cla- like classic Greek and like Roman literature, a lot of those Shakespeare themes, was not, never a first. Right, a lot of those themes of like, you know, distrust and like, yeah, like in the you Homer, know, like, in like Homer, Homer and yeah. all that shit. No, well, look. That's all in there in the Greek stories and shit. So it's like, I don't know, like this dude fucking wrote shit. He, he took, no, but he took, he took a very original way to bottling stuff, if you will. You know, it's like, all right, you got a river full of Greek shit, you Throw a bottle in there. That's Shakespeare's and bottle. And a lot of padding, you know? too, apparently. Yeah. yeah, you got a sonnet. This is Ovid's fucking bottle, and that's Shakespeare's bottle. We never saw a bottle like it. Eh, I guess Just so. shit like that, you know, man? I don't like Shakespeare, because I don't like that fucking thespian garbage, you know? But <laughs> at the same time, I'm not going to tell someone to not like it. All right, yeah. I mean, I think the real pull away from this episode is that he had an earring. He had an earring, and he probably wasn't him. What, yeah. Which side was the earring on, Travis? If it was a earring... Isn't there like a code for that? Yeah, um, and he was a homosexual. He, he was not a homosexual. Well, he wasn't. It was on open, both. He was. He was You know, he played both sides of the field. He wasn't an open homosexual or, no, or bisexual. Bisexual. He was a bisexual. But he wasn't open about it. But there's a lot of evidence pointing that way. It's extremely likely. And uh, you know, if I'm wrong, fucking sue me. 
I don't give a shit. You don't have a single person in your bloodline. I can say whatever the fuck I want about Shakespeare. It's the best thing in the world. I there's love not her. A, there's not a single person who can claim right to that. So he took a spare rib and he shoved it right up his ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right, bruv. It's me, Shakespeare. I'll take ass, whatever, really. Just put stuff in my ass. Rib me, rib me. That's right. So thanks again. Yes. Thank you for unpacking, Travis. Thank yeah. you for being the more intelligent person in this conversation. <laughs> uh, Why are you making fun of me? <laughs> Why are you making fun of me for this? All right. Roast Mortem podcast coverage of Shakespeare. Suck a dick. Delightful. My name is Tom. You can find me at Saunch, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. I'm Bartuccio. You can follow me at TravisLegion.com. Which drama is Bartuccio's I think that's a pizza place. (laughs) I am Cody McCann. You can find me on the Twitter at Cody McCann, C-O-D-Y-M-C-C-A-N-N. And you can find us collectively at Roast Mortem Cast on Twitter. We got a Facebook. We got the Instagram. We also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash RoastMortemCast. Yeah. Give us a little bit of money. You get a little bit of movie commentaries. You get a little bit of fun stuff. You got a koozie. You know, Slug all the good stickers. stuff. I want to have cool things, but I don't know where to go. Go to, go to Roast. Roast Mortem Podcast. Well, Cody, Fuck! why don't you do in your we voice? We fucked it up. Do in your voice. What was it? Patreon.com. That's the, like the movie trailer voice, yeah. but whatever. Do it. Go to Patreon.com slash RoastMortemCast for things. I oh, need to good. silence my cell phone now. You should have done that before we recorded. <laughs> See you in the snack room. Whoop. Bye. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you, Shane.